Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. Isaiah 53.5 says this, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are, we are healed. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this amazing day. God, you are the God of this day. Today, uh, today is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we just thank you for your love and your life that you've given us, God. We realize, God, that there are no mistakes in, in you, Lord. No such thing that you can ever be a part of a mistake or an accident. So it's no mistake that we're here this morning. Father, it's no mistake that we have breath in our lungs today, God. And we have health in our body, Lord, and our families. So we th- we're thankful to be in your presence this morning. And that we're, pr- we're grateful to have each other this morning, Lord. I pray that you would help me in this message. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. We know that you're already at work. So we thank you so much. And we bless you. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. And amen. We've been in a, a series called Wounded, and uh, it's a little bit of a heavy series. And uh, I've been spending a lot of times when I spend time with the Lord, I'm uh, I'm seeking Him for advice. And I said a, a while ago that this is not my church, even though I'm the founding pastor. Uh, and my wife is a co-founding pastor, just as equal. Come on, women. Come on, ladies. All right, women in the workplace. All right, yes. All right, my my wife is just as equal. Okay, in starting our church. And uh, now I lost my train of thought because I went on a whole different route. Sorry, that happens to pastors sometimes, all right? Anyway, oh, I spent time with the Lord, and the Lord, is the, the Lord is the God of this church. Amen? Come on, somebody. God is the God of this church. Matthew chapter 16 tells us that. All right, so if you ever go to a church where the pastor says, it's my church, you got to do what I say, it's God's church. <laughs> I just say that, all right? But, I, but while I do that, while I seek the Lord, I'm seeking Him for advice and for counsel and for wisdom for the vision of our house for where we're going next. Come on, somebody. That's what I do. That's what we do. And the Lord shared with me wounds. Michael, I want my church to be healed. Michael, this world is, Michael, America is stressed. Michael, America is depressed. Look at the numbers, church. All right. So maybe today you're wounded because you're abandoned. And I apologize ahead of time if it gets heavy, but I'm going to offer up solutions and, and, and make it light. Last week, I actually talked about my life story. And just to recap a little bit, um, uh, my mom is here, and, and my family's here, and I, I had a terrible upbringing. My father and my mother were drug abusers all my life, and by the grace of Jesus Christ, he left the 99 to come find me. He picked me up when I was at the bottom. Uh, he left the 99 for my dad, who was a heroin addict all his life, got saved uh, two years before he passed away. My mom is now about 15 years sober. Let's give my mom a clap. That is amazing. All right. God does work. But this series is about wounded and how God heals all wounds. And last week I talked about the, the specifically these words. Jesus was pierced. Jesus was crushed for, our, for us. And actually, I looked in a medical journal and actually shares what, how Jesus, Jesus was physically wounded with lacerations and contusions. Bad things. So that we can be healed not only of our sin but of our, our, our just emotionally, social, uh, mentally as well with depression. So maybe you're wounded because you were abandoned. 
Maybe you're wounded because you're mistreated. Maybe you're wounded because your spouse left and you're still praying for them. And we're going to pray with you. Maybe you're wounded today because of a loved one. You love someone so strongly and they passed away. Maybe our fathers and our mothers left us. Maybe we've been sexually abused or molested. Maybe we're wounded today because a doctor gave us a bad report. By the way, let me just stop right there. There's a person in, this, uh, in our church, and she'll be sharing her testimony later uh, on the fourth week, I believe. She's had cancer three times, and you would never know it. She's not living in our wounds, literally. She, ha- she has a smile. She's full with joy. She, God, he- God healed her all three times, and to this day, she has no cancer. Come on, somebody. That's God, all right? We're dealing with wounds today, a lot of us. And I think heavily, we're heavily stressed and we're heavily anxious. Maybe, maybe we're worried and stressed about making ends meet. Maybe we're, you're like me and you're worried about paying off your student loans. Come on, somebody, I'm about to preach right now, all right? Maybe you're worried about your image. Oh, come on, somebody, we live in a society of image. We live in a society of, Im- of image, Maybe you're worried about having the right career. Maybe you're worried about meeting your goals and your dreams and you're not meeting those expectations. And every single day you wake up, you feel like a failure because you had a dream since you were five years old. And the reality of where you're at today, you're not meeting that expectation. So you keep looking inward and you keep calling yourself a failure. But I'm here to tell you today, you're not a failure. God is for you. And if he's for you, what can stand against you? Come on, somebody. We're heavily stressed and we're heavily anxious. You know where a big wound stems off today, especially from my generation, is social media. A lot. Heavily. Heavily, heavily, heavily. Nowadays, we're having a lot of social in, uh, online interactions than we are actually having personal interactions. Can I say that again? Nowadays, we're having a lot of uh, online interactions and we're actually having social interactions. Why is that? Because online I can be whoever I want to be. Because online I can be someone I'm not. Because online I can share with you and make you think I'm someone I'm not. Because you don't have to deal with the real me online. Oh, come on, I'm preaching today. All right? And, and maybe online I, 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 don't, I, I don't have to deal with me. That's where some of our wounds are coming from today. And we're constantly looking at our feeds, judging ourselves, asking ourselves, why don't I look like that? Why don't I have that house? Why don't I have that family? Why do I look like this? Come on, somebody. We do that all the time. And we're depressed. We're comparing. And the devil is loving that. And by the way, I'll teach about that later. But this little segment, if God is real, that means the devil's real too. A lot of us don't. We just think, oh, God, awesome, wonderful, heaven. But there's a flip side to that, all right? There is. A lot of people in my, in my generation, no, this, just only our people go to heaven, which that's another debate for later, all right? But I just want you to know if you're new here, I believe in the written word of God, all right? And I cannot change that. So if you're here for the first time, I believe this. I live my life by this. I, I, this, this thing has changed my life. And that's what this church is about, God's word, amen? So social media, all right, we're, we're constantly wounded from that. How about cost of living? Inflation. Oh, my goodness, right? That's a real thing. Inflation. Every day it's harder to pay the bills. Why? Because the bills are going up and the job is not paying us anymore. Anybody out there? That's me. 
right? We have dreams and we, we, we want to aspire and buy that car, right? And, and buy that house and take care of our family, but we just need an increase from our job. If that's you today and you're struggling with inflation and you're struggling with the economy, let me tell you, sister, let me tell you, brother, you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and he's going to make a way for you. You ain't got to worry about that because we have a, come on, you can give a order cop for that. That was awesome. A lot of times we have a pie mentality. We got to get to our peace because there's just, there's just enough. This is barely enough. But because you serve the Lord, because you believe on the Lord, you have, God has a river mentality. God's going to make all grace abound to you, even if the economy doesn't look great. Come on, somebody. We have the favor of the living God. God's going to make grace abound to us no matter what. We're going to get that promotion. We're going to get that check in the mail. God, we're going to get that phone call. God, we're going to get that new job. You guys out there, don't worry about inflation. Don't worry about the economy. God's going to take care of you. And here's a side note. Let's take care. How about this? This is not even my notes. Let's prioritize God's kingdom, and God's going to prioritize you. Come on, somebody. You start prioritizing God's kingdom, God's going to start prioritizing you and your family, right? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We will put his kingdom first. Amen? All right. So we're wounded. America's struggling. And I believe... As, as a Christian, as a believer, not on my dime, not while I'm following Jesus Christ. As long as I'm here and as long as God has called me to, to walk out my calling, I'm going to preach God's word. That we aren't to live depressed. That we aren't to live stressed. That we have the truth of the living God and we don't have to live like the rest of everyone else is living, right? Because we know who we are. We're children of the most high God. Despite what social media says. Despite what's going on in the world. Amen, you guys out there. All right. So today I really want to focus on uh, my message, part two of our series called Infected. Would you say that with me? Say infected. infected. So I'm going to be talking about this, and we're going to be talking about uh, Wounded series for the next two weeks. And we have special services, and uh, I really, really would love for you to come tonight of worship, October 14th. Actually, this has been happening a lot in our culture or in our church, is that uh, this is our third, fourth annual of having night of worship. It is excellent and amazing. Most people won't come to Sunday morning, but they'll wait till the evening. I'll say, come to both because it's still a wounded series, and we're going to be doing our thing in the morning, all right? But we're going to be ending our wounded series with a night of worship. And I don't know about you, but in my life, I have praised God through some of the devastating things in my life. And those things, when I praise God, and I believe, and I have faith, God, God uh, gives me breakthroughs in my life. So some of us, if we're struggling in our marriage, hear me now, if we're struggling in our marriage, if we're struggling with relationships, if we're struggling with our coworkers, if we're struggling with illness, I want to see you here at night of worship praising God through those things because there's going to be some breakthroughs that God is going to release in your life. Amen? All right, so going back to my message, infected. So literally, when you, when you have a wound uh, and you don't deal with the wound, it can get infected. Bacteria can get inside of that wound, all right? And if, in fact, the, actually, the actual term, terminology for the bacteria is called tetanus. Has anybody heard of tetanus, right? And it can be fatal. That's why you go to the doctor and you receive a tetanus shot. I just received my tetanus shot. I was like, God, no, please. I, I don't like needles. I really don't like needles all right, at all. Uh, so I'm the only one in this place, apparently, all right? And uh, uh, so, yeah, if you don't take care of your wounds, you can get infected. How about physically? But how about spiritually? If we don't take care of our wounds, some of us have been wounded by a traumatic situation a year ago, a month ago, maybe 10 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. We've been affected and 
and had a traumatic experience with a wounding in our life, and someone hurt us, and that was not okay. But today, what's funny is we're still dealing with those ramifications from those years past. Isn't that weird? Or isn't that reality? That our fathers walked out on us and they never come home. That person fired us when they shouldn't have fired us. We should have gotten that promotion. And today, we're still feeling those effects because of our wounds. Can I ask a question to you this morning? Do you have a festering wound spiritually? Is there, is, there, is, there, is there some bacteria spiritually in your soul as you're trying to fight the good fate of fight, faith of fight? Fight of faith, excuse me, amen. Is there some spiritual bacteria? Maybe today, spiritual bacteria looks like this for you. Maybe you're bitter. Who is quiet? Maybe you're jealous. Maybe you're holding on to a grudge. Maybe you're resentful. Maybe you're envious. Maybe you're just angry all the time, as my wife says it about me. Maybe you're hurt. Maybe you have trust issues, trusting anybody in your life. Maybe you're conducting business and you just have a hard time in your business trusting people. Maybe you want to date someone and go on, uh, 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 you know, develop a relationship with someone, but you just back off at times because you're having a hard time trusting somebody. Maybe you're critical all the time. Maybe you're cynical all the time. By the way, this list, half of it is me right here, okay? I'm being honest with you. Can I be, can I be real in church today? Come on, somebody. Can I be real today? Half of this list, sometimes, I want to say, honestly, I made this list. God, you know, worked through me. And I was writing it down. I was like, geez, Michael, this, you got some work to do, pal, right? I want you to know that you're coming to a church where the pastor himself is being worked on. Come on, somebody. And as long as you, uh, come on, somebody, all right? I ain't going to preach it like I'm perfect up here. I ain't going to tell you that my life is, oh, I just share about my family and my, and my past. I, I want you to know that I'm, I'm, I'm always pursuing the Lord Jesus Christ and getting my healing on too. Come on, somebody. All right. Maybe we're, de- we're, maybe we're demeaning. Maybe we're judgmental. Maybe we're lashing out at our spouses. We're angry all the time, right? We're gossiping. I can't stand gossiping, by the way. Just this is I know, all right? Number 16, all right? Maybe we go from relationship to relationship, job to job, because that wound is still festering, because that wound is still bothering us. Check out this verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, and the Living Bible translation. It says this, watch out that no bitterness takes root among you. In other words, don't let the devil plant that seed. Come on, somebody. Don't let no bitterness take root among you, for as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. Maybe that bitterness, maybe that wound that is festering. And you know, let me say this. You're wounded today because you had a traumatic experience. And that wound literally hurts. I'm going to share a story. I'll be careful because my wife, wife's going to give me the eye and she's going to say, stop. Okay. It's not in my notes, but I feel led to share this. I almost didn't become a pastor. I almost didn't follow my call in ministry. It makes me emotional. Because some, I have seen people in ministry who are people. Let me tell you, pastors, clergymen, they're still people. And people can hurt people even if they're clergymen. And I got hurt. And sometimes when me and my wife talk, guess what comes out? Bitterness, hurt, right? Pain. And, and the reality is that we were hurt and we were in pain. And what that person did to you is not okay. That wife that left you with the kids, that's not okay. And your pain is legitimate. But let me tell you something. 
that there is an adversary, and there is a, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but there's an adversary out there, and he will love to work with your wounds. He wants to make you, uh, uh, he wants to make you bitter all day, every day. All right? He wants to make he wants you to live out of your wounding, being hurt, being demeaning, being cynical instead of optimistic, right? Critical, judgmental, right? That's not the way that God wants us to live. Come on, somebody, we out there. So what we got to what we, yeah, you can give God a clap for that. That's okay. All right. The way God wants us to live is, in, is, is in, here's a scripture for you. And if you haven't received a free call, uh, calling journal, by the way, receive it. It's outside. We're giving them out. There's some great scriptures on there. There's something called the fruits of the spirit in Galatians chapter 5, all right, talking about how the person and the believer should live and what should be coming out of them is love, peace, joy, kindness, gentleness, right? Ask yourself this morning, is that coming out of you this morning? Is gentleness, love, peace coming out of you? And you might be a believer, you are, most of us are probably believers, and if we're not, here's a question for all of us actually, if if hatred and anxiety and depression and resentment and grudge and jealousy is coming out of us, maybe we're filled with a different spirit than what God wants us to be filled with. We're out there. Maybe we're still hurt and maybe we're still wounded. But I have good news for you, brothers and sisters, that God, if you surrender those wounds to Jesus Christ and the cross of Calvary, he is sure and he's just to forgive us and he will heal our wounds. So we don't got to live in that place anymore. Come on, somebody. All right. How about this? Maybe those maybe bitterness and envy and hurt is something that we harbor because of our pain. But how about this? Spiritual bacteria can also look like this because we've been so wounded. We also can feel, be left with feeling insignificant, unwanted, less than, inferior. Like my voice don't count nowhere in the workplace, in the relationship, in the marriage. Come on, you out there? Like, like it doesn't matter. That also is a spiritual infection as well. Can I tell you, if we live from a place of being unwanted, if we walk uh, 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 as people with feeling inferior. We're going to lose out on the promotions. We're going to lose out on the opportunities, right? Because that's not who God called us to be. We are the head and we are not the tail. We are from above and we're not from beneath. Come on, somebody. We matter. We're worth a lot. We are significant and we are wanted, right? So let's walk in that confidence and understand that there's some healing that needs to take place. So today I want us, you know, you, you, when you get hurt and you get a cut, you get that cotton swab and you put some alcohol in it and, you, and it stings a little bit. Isn't it ironic that sometimes in order to confront the wound and the pain in our life, there's some good pain that we have to go through in order to be healed. Isn't that ironic? Right? We've been hurt. We've been wounded so deeply. And the minute that God tries to touch us, if you will... Right? When it, it, it tries, tries to do spiritual surgery, we're like, I'll back off, I'm good, God. Nope, I can't go there. But I want to let you know today, it's okay. And it might feel uncomfortable. This message might feel uncomfortable. But what God is doing is he's healing you. Come on, somebody. All right? So that sting is, is good sting. That's good pain. All right? And if we don't take care of our wounds, here's a point for you. We retreat and we repeat. If we don't take care of our wounds, we retreat and we repeat. Especially men, we love to do that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. How are you feeling, honey? I'm good. I'm fine. Right? It's quiet in here. That's all right. This is a quiet series. All right. All right. 
we repeat and we retreat. But God doesn't want you to retreat. God wants you to confront. And God doesn't want you to repeat at all. He wants to give you a new identity. He wants to place a new hope inside of you. He doesn't want us to be living with that pain and that wounding inside of us. How about this? I spent a lot of time on this in my notes. We project pain. If we don't care for our wounds spiritually, we start to project our pain onto others, don't we? It's so sad. Some of us, our husbands and us wives, we get the butt of all the pain that that person, our spouse, is feeling. And we think, what did we do wrong? I just greeted you, hello. You just came home from work, honey. I just wanted to say I love you. Why are you, why are you, why are you hurting me with your words, right? How about our bosses when we go to help him or help her? And she just is angry all the time, right? We start to project pain. And we got to be careful because if we don't take care of our wounds, we're going to destroy our families. We're going to destroy our sphere of influence. We're going to destroy our coworkers. We're going to destroy our, fam- our employees and our children and our spouses if we don't take care of our wounds. All right? I love this quote. By, uh, I should just take credit for it. We do it all the time in ministry, but I'm not. All right? I'm a good guy. All right? It says, this lady, a pastor says this, and it's so good. She says, if you never heal from what hurt you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. If you never heal from what hurt you, you'll start to bleed on people who didn't cut you. Come on, somebody. That's pastor sometimes in my life. I've been cut by people, I've been cut by people in my life, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm bleeding on people who didn't hurt me. And that's not fair to them. That's not fair. That's not right. Why? Because we're living out of those wounds, right, aren't we? But how about today? Let's patch up the wound. Let's get some, uh, let's get some gauze and uh, uh, some stitches, and let's bind that up, right? Let's take care of that today. Let's take care of that over this series. Let's take care of those wounds in our families. Let's take care of those wounds in our marriages. I'm tired of seeing the devil mess up our marriages. Can I just get a witness out there? Come on, somebody. We got to be a church that stands up for our marriage, that stands up for our identity, that we are somebody, all right? That we're not living out of bitterness. I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm getting excited, all right? And listen, listen to this. Open wounds are open doors, Open wounds are open doors. And as long as we repeat, retreat and uh, repeat or just retreat, that wound is going to stay open all the time. And oh my goodness, like I said earlier, yes, if there is God, there's a devil. If there are angels, there are demons. And there's an adversary. Do you know what Satan means? Satan actually means accuser of the brethren, right? So guess what he's doing all the time? God, look at Michael. Remember what he did? God, look at Michael. Do you? But you know, yes, I remember, Lucifer. Stay in your place. But Michael is covered by my blood because I love him. And I already, judged him. I already judged my son on the cross for him, right? Right? So open wounds are open doors. So we gotta, don't we lock our doors at night? Come on, somebody. Don't we lock our doors at night and put the deadbolt on, right? Some of us got cameras on our doors, right? Why are we not doing that with our wounds? Why, why are we not doing that with our wounds? Some of us don't even know where our greatest hurt and our greatest pain. I give you homework tonight to go search your greatest pains and struggles, right? We got we to gotta be aware because sometimes what the devil will do is he'll employ those thoughts to just make our wounds fester, right? So I have two solutions for us to, to healing. A lot of us need to just let go of the past, Right? We need to let go of the past. A lot of us are holding on to the past. A lot of us are holding on to the past. We're bringing it to the present, and we're bringing it into our future. 
And a lot of us, like me, sometimes we're holding on to the past. We got one hand on the past, and we got one hand on our future. And really, we can't have both. And we're frustrated all the time, and we're angry, and we're upset, and we don't always understand. But we got one hand on the past, and we got one hand on the future. Can I just help you let go this morning? Because in order to move on forward to to your future, to your calling, to your destiny, we're going to have to take care of the past, and we're going to have to let it go. Come on, somebody. All right, we're going to have to take care of the wounds of the past, and we're going to have to let it go. Here's the thing about the past. A lot of us are so upset about the the mistakes and the challenges and the traumatic experiences. But I want to let you know, you might not have the power to change the past. But let me tell you something. You have the power to change your present. You have the power to change your future. And right now, that might hurt you so much because you wish you could change the past. You wish you could be there for yourself. You wish you could speak wisdom and healing and, and give yourself hope. And that person shouldn't have hurt you, right? But you can't change that. What you can change is who you are today and who you decide to become. Come on, somebody. That's all you can change is who you are this morning and who you are uh, tomorrow and your future, right? And some of us, our families are dealing with that. It's time to change. It's time to grow up. It's time to deal with the wounds. It's time to have spiritual surgery. It's time to close up the pain, right? You guys out there today. And because, uh, because we're on the past, a lot of times we're stuck. Have you been stuck? Are you stuck this morning? A lot of us can be stuck. We're just stuck. Even though we've moved on, even though 30 years have passed, even though we, we've gotten married or we have a new relationship or we have children, we have the career, career we want. But uh, we, I lost my point now. Excuse me. <laughs> what was I saying, wife? We got stuck. There we go. I got stuck. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, we moved on. But some of us, even though we've moved on, we're still stuck emotionally. We're still stuck spiritually, right? And it's time to get unstuck. I don't know about y'all, but I, I want to encourage some of us to get unstuck this morning. Maybe dad's never come home. Maybe dad will never come home. But God wants you to dwell not just on the past, but how that experience and that wounding is going to cause you to be the amazing person that God has called you to be. See, that's the thing about wounding and pain. A lot of us just live with it and we harbor it. But how about this, church? What if the pain and the traumatic experience that we've been through and that we've gone through that wasn't right and that wasn't okay, what if that instead, instead, of, what if that, instead of it being the title of our book is just a chapter in our book? Come on, somebody. Why, some of us, that's just a title. This is my book. And this is my life. But come on, sister. Come on, brother. That ain't even the title of your book. I'm here to tell you that's just a comma in the book. Right? That's just a semicolon. All right? Now I'm getting deep. Grammatical. All right? That's just a chapter in your book. That wound doesn't define you who you are today. God defines you. He says you're the child of the most high God. Right? You're the head and you're not the tail. You are the apple of his eye. You are the beloved of the Savior. He will leave the 99 for you. Right? Today we're, we're stuck and we're treating the wounds of the past as if it's the title of our, our lives. It's, it's not the story of your life. For some of you came to church here this morning, you thought it was an accident. Maybe I, I, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm gonna go today. I think it, the, the clouds look bright, it's not too hot. Not too, I think I'll go. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. It wasn't your idea, it was God's idea for you to be here. Because He sees the wounds in your life. And he wants to heal you this morning. All right. 
We've got to let go of the past. I don't know about you, but I, I struggle with that in my, in my life. My mom is here this morning. I forgave my parents for absolutely harming my life and my sister's life. And I shared last week that, interesting enough, even though my, my parents had done a lot of damage to me, the most traumatic experience was with my grandmother who raised me. She called me the worst things you could ever imagine. She, she, she mentally and verbally abused me to the point I believed I was a nobody, that I thought I was not going to amount to nothing in my life. If I, if I could tell you this morning that if I continued on believing that, I wouldn't be here this morning. I would never have met the wife I've met. I would never have the friends I have. I would never walk with the authority that God has given me in his word. It's because I stood up one day and I planted my foot on the floor and I said, God, I'm going to take you at your word, God. I don't see you, but I'm going to believe you and I'm going to trust what you say. Because you're the almighty and I'm going to walk this out and I'm going to try to be unstuck. Come on, somebody. I dare you to believe that this morning, to believe what God says about you. That he loves you so much and that you're going to make it. Maybe this morning, like my grandmother, you have someone speaking down to you all the time. Maybe that's why you're anxious. Maybe that's why you're depressed, saying you're not going to be nobody. You're going to be like your mom. You're going to be like your father. You're not going to even develop that career you want to attain, right? But I'm here to tell you, come on, somebody, that you are going to make it, that you're going to make it over the hill, that you are going to get unstuck, that God has a destiny and a purpose for you. Stop listening to the devil, your adversary. Stop listening to the people who are bringing you down all the time. Maybe it's time to start showing up to church. Come on, somebody. And I you know what trips me out? Sometimes I don't know why people don't like church. I, I do know why and I don't know why. One of my reasons, I'm up here every time telling you who you are, who you're going to be, that you're going to make it. I don't know about you. I want to be in a place like that, right? Where I'm worshiping but God, all right? And peace and love and joy is coming down in my spirit because he's here in this place, right? Let me tell you something. We're not a religious, dogmatic church, okay? We're a church that believes that we're going to uh, help wounded people, all right? That, and I always say this about my church. We're a church in progress, we're a church in progress, meaning that I'm in progress, the pastor himself, you're in progress, and we are all in progress together. And that is the way that Jesus wants to see it, because there's only one perfect one that has it together, and his name is Jesus Christ. Here's the last point before we go, is we need to forgive. That's hard. It is hard. We need to forgive, don't we? It's not just letting go of the past. But it's about envisioning that person that hurt us, that left us, that dogged us out, that spoke ill of us, that treated us wrong. It's important that in order for us to move on, so scriptural, so biblical, that we need to forgive. And let me share share something with you. Unforgiveness is like being bit by a rattlesnake. We get bit by the rattlesnake and we take the rattlesnake off our arm and Brothers and sisters are like, are you, are you good, bro? Like, that hurt, no? You're like, no, I'm good. No, it didn't hurt at all. We continue with our life, and guess what? The poison is still in our veins. The poison is still living inside of us. And later, we, later on in life, we start releasing that bitterness. Am I right? That pain, that anger, right? Let me tell you, when you get bit by a snake, what do you got to do? You got to go to the hospital and get some anti-venom. Let me tell you, when you're bit spiritually, you got to go to church and get that wound healed by the living God Almighty. Someone out there, right? The antidote is him. Jesus is the cure. And let me tell you, 
Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Maybe that's why we get it contorted. It's for you. It's for you. So you can move on. Forgiveness doesn't diminish what that person did. Forgiveness doesn't justify what that person did. Forgiveness doesn't mean that that person gets off scot-free. Forgiveness means doesn't mean that you have to sit uh, with that person at lunch every day. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to be that person's best friend. Am I preaching here, you guys out there? Forgiveness allows you to be unstuck. Forgiveness allows you to move forward. Forgiveness allows us to drop the past and to let it fade, right? That's what we need to do, all right? And as I close, I want to say this. I had surgery a a, a little while ago, and uh, uh, apparently I had a tear in my body, deep inside my body, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know I had it. Um, uh, for years, apparently, I had I, I remember I was running a, a normal day at APU. I love that track, right? Um, and uh, I remember I just started feeling a lot of uh, soreness. And I thought, man, I stretch. What's going on here? I, I did the whole bit. I'm still feeling sore. So I went to the doctor. And he said, you know, you have a tear. And he said, you had this for a long time. And, I, and he says, I can see how much it's te- torn. And he says, you know what? The what you're going to need is you're going to have surgery. And I said, oh, I hate needles. I can't do this, right? And he said, no, that's the only way it's going to get fixed. And he said, you know what? Or you can live with this. I thought, what? I can live with this? I said, it hurts already. I'm in pain. He says, a lot of people live with it. And I said, isn't it just going to get worse? He said, yeah, it's only going to get worse, all right? And I said, there's no way I'm going to live with this. I'm going to have the surgery. And by the way, thank you for your prayers because I got the greatest surgery, got the greatest doctors. I believe in medicine. I believe God believes in medicine. Uh, uh, Great nurses. Um, I believe this morning that God is asking you to not live with it. I believe that God is asking you this morning to not live with the pain. Because why? If you continue to live with the wound, it's just going to linger. You're just going to repeat or retreat and repeat. It's just going to become festering. It's just going to become darker and you're not going to be any more happier. But the Lord today wants to perform spiritual surgery on you. And you might be uncomfortable because in order to be healed, you must confront the pain with a little bit of good pain. And the Lord wants to heal your soul. He wants to heal your heart. And he wants to tell you that what happened to you is not okay. But he's a good God and he's a just God. And he wants to see you on your way. And he wants you not to become stuck. Am I preaching to someone today? He doesn't want you to be stuck anymore in your life. He doesn't want you to hang out with the same group of friends that is just destroying your life. He doesn't want you to take the wisdom and advice of people who are just family members and husbands and spouses that can just be tearing you apart. The Lord wants you to move on this morning. You guys out there with me? Uh, I'm going to transition. We have a special, every week we're having a special testimonial of someone in in our church. And uh, I believe it's that time. And uh, I'm actually, I want to just say publicly, I didn't plan for this, that I'm very proud of this brother. He's an amazing man of God. I've heard his story. I've sat down with him. I love his family. In fact, I was so overjoyed the day his, his, his baby boy was born. Him and his wife asked us to come to the hospital at Huntington to pray for the little boy. And to see his story just blossom. This is a man who's become unstuck. This is a man who is whose God is healing his wounds. And I would love to share this story with you. Let's go ahead and take a look at the screen. My name is Tony, and I was wounded. Uh, 
my wound uh, dates back to when I was a teenager, um, uh, hanging out with uh, the wrong people and uh, making wrong decisions in my life. Um, I hurt a lot of people, uh, especially ones that I love. Um, my mom. Some of the decisions I made, um, terrible decisions, man. People hanging out with the wrong people. and um, This all stems from not having my dad um, in my life. I mean, he was in my life, but he really wasn't in my life. Um, at the age of 26 is probably the first time I've ever heard him physically say, I love you to me, and it meant the world to me. Even though he didn't show affection, it was just kind of like, I love you. In 2010... I finally started to um, pray to God more and build patience for him because I was always like, God, is, I'm praying to you. I'm asking for this and this, and I was always impatient. And um, it wasn't until 2010 when uh, my, my wife, uh, my then-girlfriend, uh, uh, she gave me an ultimatum. Um, she told me if I keep living the life that I'm living, there's going to be consequences. I, I won't be here for you. And um, that really spoke out to me, and I feel like God reached out to her and went, worked through her to get me on the right track. And, um, you know, he started plucking people out of my life that weren't good for me and putting in people that were good for me in my life. And now it's 2018, and I have a whole set of new friends that are loving and cheering for me and cheering me on. And um, I'm very thankful for that. So I am healed. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.